Now that it is starting to warm up outside, I feel like these warmer, sunnier days, they're just like calling to me. I want to be outside. I want to be busy. I want to be doing things. And I am so glad that when I'm feeling that energy and I want to go and do that I have factor right there in my fridge so that I don't have to worry about tons of prep for food, big messy meals. I don't have to think about like, oh, what am I going to feed myself this week. It's all done for me with Factor. And thanks to Factor's fresh, never frozen meals that are dietitian approved, they're just ready to eat in two minutes. So no matter how busy I get, no matter what the kids have going on, no matter what is on the calendar this spring and summer, I have nutritious, great tasting meals ready to go. And with over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. I've been loving those add-ons personally. Like you have everything from breakfast to dessert and you can stay fueled with these easy nutritious options you all know my husband likes to take them into the hospital i like them for those busy days where i'm on the go with the kids and i can treat myself to these restaurant quality meals in just two minutes and we're talking really great ingredients here like blackened salmon yes please and all of that without shopping prepping cooking or cleaning up so head to factormeals.com in minutes 50 and use code in minutes 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month that's code in minutes 50 at factormeals.com slash in minutes 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first freeform episode of 2024. And today I am so excited because we're going to be talking about the vagus nerve. And here's the deal, guys. I was in Forbes. <laughs> I bet that is not what you expected me to say <laughs> when I was talking about the vagus nerve. Your girl was in Forbes, which like I think is one of the coolest things that has ever happened to me in my life. And I want to talk about it for a moment because I'm just feeling really excited about it and I want to share. Um, so... Forbes once a year does um, their yearly like wellness trend predictions. So the um, author of the piece of the 2024 wellness trends predictions when they kind of put out like, you know, what's everyone's predictions and you can kind of submit your predictions and, you know, they ask a bunch of wellness professionals, you know, what are your predictions? And then they pick some and it makes the piece and mine made it. Not only did it make it, you guys. It was the first one in there. I was like, I was just like, oh my God. I don't know. It was wild, absolutely wild. Um, So that is one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me in my whole life. And yeah. And where was I going? I just was like flabbergasted once again, awestruck at... (laughs) Uh, that happening. Um, that happened last week. And the wellness trend that I talked about in that piece was actually the vagus nerve. And it's something that I have been seeing a big increase in, not only like in the wellness community, but in my personal interest in it. And then also my students and my clients, like a lot of nervous system regulation work. I feel like we're really focusing on that People are looking for it. People are curious about it. And then specifically looking at the role that the vagus nerve plays in the parasympathetic nervous system. So I thought, why not talk about it? Because, you know, I'm going to ride this Forbes wave for as long as I can. 
<laughs> um, because I just not only am I excited about fours, I'm also extremely excited that people are talking about my personal favorite cranial nerve, which is the vagus nerve. So I thought it would be a great way to kick off the new year talking about just all about the vagus nerve, how it plays a role in not only our physical, mental, and emotional health, but how it works with meditation and mindfulness to really just promote overall well-being. And something that I really love about the vagus nerve is that you can stimulate the vagus nerve and it can give you that sense of calm really quickly. It's not you know, something if you're saying, you know, I really want to strengthen my core and it's going to take a while for you to feel results and to see results. The vagus nerve is not like that. You can get results really pretty quickly from it. Um, so we're going to talk all about, I also know you guys love the 101 episodes. Um, so I'm excited about this one. And yeah, um, Sunday's episode, if you're listening and this is live when I release it, um, Sunday's episode is going to be a Vegas Nerve meditation as well. So it'll be the companion meditation to this uh, freeform episode. So should we dive in? Should we talk about the Vegas Nerve? Let's do it. I also, of course, wanted to do my quick disclaimer that I'm obviously not a doctor. I'm sure none of you think that I am. Um, not a doctor. Do not take anything that I'm going to say as like medical advice or um, me diagnosing you with anything. We're just here to learn and to expand our minds and to talk about just some really simple, beautiful ways that we can use the vagus nerve and stimulating that nerve for our overall well-being. So that's my little disclaimer here. So diving right in, what is the vagus nerve? So the vagus nerve, also known as the 10th cranial nerve and my personal favorite cranial nerve, it is a major nerve in the body that plays a big role in regulating different bodily functions. So it has a part um, or it is a part of the autonomic nervous system. It controls involuntary physiological processes. Um, your autonomic nervous system has to do with like heart rate, digestion, respiratory rate. And this nerve is extremely long. It runs from your brainstem all the way down to your colon. So it plays this really big crucial role in connecting brain and body. So when we talk about that body mind, oh my goodness, body mind connection. I have to say, you guys, I think words are a little bit hard. I actually am feeling like a very um, kind of like zen and chill when I'm recording this because I, as I'm sitting here in my little closet, I actually just got back from teaching a specialty class that was a nervous system regulation uh, specialty class where we did, we started with some vagus nerve stimulation exercises, then we did a little bit of gentle movement, then a guided meditation and ended with a sound bath. And even though I got to lead it, I feel like I kind of have some of those like effects still. And I'm like, ooh. So if words are hard, it's just because I'm kind of on this like blissed out like nervous system high, I guess, <laughs> which I, I want that for you too. So we're going to talk about it. Um, but when we talk about the mind-body connection, this nerve like physically connects the mind and the body. So it plays a really big role in that. It carries information about pain, temperature, touch um, from your throat and your inner ear. It also gets information from your meninges. And the meninges you've heard me talk about before, I think I mentioned it in the loving kindness, in the twim 
um, episode. So the meninges are the three protective layers of tissue that surround and encase your brain and your spinal cord. So these layers provide like a protective barrier and cushioning for the central nervous system um, from things like physical trauma, infections, potential hazards, things like that. So think of it as like just the casing um, that is around your brain, the meninges, but we get a lot of information from the meninges because it's on that outside of the brain and it's that casing. So the uh, vagus nerve will pull sensory information and other information from the meninges. So just wanted to share that in case we weren't sure about, about what that was with that particular part of the brain. It's pretty cool. And the first time that I learned about the meninges was um, when I was studying with Bonte Vomoranzi. And um, he, when I was with the monks and studying TWIM, he said that when you smile, that the meninges relaxes. So it physically alleviates some of the physical tension on your mind when you smile. So that's why you always start that practice with a smile on your face. That's when I first learned about the meninges. And then it was kind of cool to learn that the meninges and the vagus nerve are actually really closely connected and they work together in terms of um, getting different information, sensory information, um, kind of in your body. So love that. Uh, the vagus nerve, it really, it originates in the medulla oblongata, um, which is like the very low part of the brain stem. So if you're thinking about a picture of like the brain, it's kind of, it's low, kind of like where the brain and the neck or like the brain and the spinal cord kind of connect like that low brain stem um, part. So it originates there and it extends down through your neck into your chest and your abdomen and it goes all the way down to your digestive tract. So it's a very, very long nerve. And it's also a paired nerve, which means that there's one on each side of the body. So when we do, when we talk about some of the vagus nerve stimulation exercises in this free form, but also when we do our guided practice on Sunday, we'll be doing kind of bilateral movement and stimulation. So on both sides, we'll be doing like a little bit of ear work, a little bit of throat work, and we'll be doing it on both sides because the vagus nerve is on um, both sides of our body and it runs through like both sides of our neck and our throat. And then the vagus nerve, like I said, it plays a big role in sensory information. So it doesn't just send information like from the brain to the body, but it also receives sensory information from internal organs in the neck and the chest and the abdomen. So think of it as it kind of has this, you know, dual highway, right, where sometimes it's sending information, sometimes it's receiving information, and it is kind of talking and connecting between mind and body. Now, the vagus nerve is a primary component of the parasympathetic nervous system. So the parasympathetic nervous system is the rest and digest system. So we have the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight, and then the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest. And if you have a hard time um, remembering the difference between the two, this is just my, my own personal little hack, is I think about when you're resting and you're asleep, sometimes your body is paralyzed. So the parasympathetic nervous system, like when you're paralyzed um, because you're in really deep sleep, I don't know. That's how I remember it. Um, the difference is that parasympathetic and then like paralysis and sleep, they sound similar to me. Um, so that's how I remember that that one is rest and digest. So if anyone has like an anatomy test coming up and you have to remember the difference between the two, 
Um, you can do that. And then the sympathetic nervous system. Um, I think about how I have sympathy for people that are experiencing fight or flight and anxiety. So I don't know if that resonates with anyone else, um, but that's how I remember the difference between the two. So the vagus nerve, it plays a big component in the parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest system. That's the one that we want to be in. So sympathetic nervous system, when we're in that fight or flight state, which is something that we all, for the most part, can chronically be in, right? It's that activated state. We've talked about this before on this podcast, but anytime you get some kind of a stress stimulus, that will activate that fight or flight mechanism from our good old friend, the amygdala, which we've talked a lot about. And basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to move away from that fight or flight response and into the rest and digest, the more relaxed, restful state of the parasympathetic nervous system. And the vagus nerve plays a huge role in this because it promotes a state of calm and relaxation. So it helps to slow down your heart rate, helps to facilitate digestion, right? Rest and digest. You do a lot of digestion when you're in that more restful state because if we're in fight or flight, we're not worried about like digesting our lunch. We're worried about getting through whatever um, stressor is in front of us. And when we get into that more restful state, then we get more of that digestion. And sometimes this happens to me is that when I'm in a more restful state or like I lay down at night, like you almost can like hear your stomach kind of making like those noises and like actively digesting. Um, that's a that's a part of it. So if you've ever wondered why your stomach gets like loud when you're just like relaxing and resting or watching TV or something. Um, that's why it's because you're probably more in that rest and digest and your body sends more circulation and uh, has more activity in your digestive system um, because it's not having to send the blood to your extremities so that you can run away from danger or, you know, fight or whatever you're doing in that fight or flight mechanism. So all of this, like kind of the TLDR, if you were like, okay, okay, I, I was spacing out for the last 12 minutes. I don't know. Uh, I missed parts of that. The The high level of like what is the vagus nerve is basically the vagus nerve is this long cranial nerve. It goes from your brain to your digestive system and it plays a crucial, crucial role in sensory information and processing. It plays a big role in the parasympathetic nervous system and also your emotional experience as well. And when you work with and stimulate the vagus nerve, it can be huge for promoting well-being, a sense of calm, and just overall physical, mental, and emotional health. So overview, high level, vagus nerve, a long nerve, connects the brain to the body, and working with this can have huge benefits for your well-being and experiencing a sense of calm. Um, the vagus nerve does also play a key role in emotion regulation and emotional health. So the vagus nerve is connected to emotional regulation and is linked to mental health. And they have seen that people with higher vagal tone, so vagal tone uh, basically reflects the activity of the vagus nerve, uh, the health of the vagus nerve, that those that have higher vagal tone have better emotional well-being and resilience to stress. So think about, you know, tone, vagal tone is, you know, just like you could tone any other muscle, right? If you had um, high tone in your core, you probably have a stronger core. If you had low tone in your core, you maybe have a weaker core. 
Uh, it's the same for the vagus nerve. So the more that you work with it, the more that you stimulate it, the higher the tone gets in the vagal nerve, not it's necessarily getting like, quote, bigger and like stronger in terms of like growing like muscle mass, but it can be stronger or weaker. And those that have higher vagal tone or more strength there, um, they tend to have better emotional well-being and resilience to stress, which I think is so important because we're all going to experience stress. That is a part of life. That's a part of the human experience. But the big piece of kind of that emotional well-being is how do you handle the stress and can you be resilient under stress and within those stressful states and so they have found that people with higher vagal tone have more of that kind of stress resilience which is really cool and your vagal tone can be an indicator of the balance between the sympathetic nervous system right that's that fight or flight and the parasympathetic nervous system. So you want to have that high vagal tone because it correlates with the activity of the vagus nerve um, or it's like ability to really function and um, really activate that parasympathetic nervous system. So they, they said, I found this while doing my research and kind of filling in, you know, the gaps of you know what I was missing in terms of, you know, learning. I had so much fun learning even more about my personal favorite cranial nerve. But when I was doing some research for this episode, I came across this thing. And again, I'm not a doctor, guys. But it said that if you to kind of test, because remember, this is like a bilateral, like a, like a dual nerve. It, it's on both sides of the body. If you open your mouth and you look at the back of your throat in a mirror and you say, ah, right, you open it, you go, ah, and you look at the you know little dangly thing in the back of your throat, if one side is stronger than the other, that little dangly part in the back of your throat, it will like shift to one side which I thought was really interesting. Like it will kind of swing to like the stronger side. So you better believe as soon as I read that, I ran right into the bathroom around the corner and like turned on my phone flashlight and I was in the bathroom being like, ah, trying to figure out if um, one side was stronger than the other. And I feel like it was kind of down the middle, but I saw that several places that like if you were in a doctor's office and they were testing like the strength of your vagus nerve or if you had like an imbalance between the two sides, we obviously want it to be balanced between the two sides. But um, if you say, ah, and it really shifts to one side, it can indicate that like one side has more tone than the other. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. So, you know, if you're in a safe place, you can give the ah test a little, just a little, I don't know, try it. Um, mine was right down the middle, so so hopefully that means that I have good vagal tone on either side. But but I did think that it was really interesting. And one other like vagus nerve fun fact that I came across was I actually came across this study that said that moms can pass their vagal tone onto their kids. So like if you as a mom when you're pregnant, if you have low vagal tone and you are having a hard time like with stress resilience, that that passes on to your children and that they may naturally have lower vagal tone um, and that they may have to build it up. And I just thought that was interesting because, you know, I never really thought about there being kind of this genetic piece to stress resilience, but I just thought that was so fascinating. So those are the two vagus nerve fun facts that I found was the, the awe test and then that moms can pass on their vagal tone to their kids. So yeah, I don't know. That was, that was eye opening to me. So looking at high vagal tone versus low vagal tone. So if you have high vagal tone, which remember that's one that we want, it's kind of that stronger um, activity 
activation of the vagal tone. That usually indicates that you have a balanced nervous system. Again, not a doctor, so I'm not you know diagnosing anyone here. And please don't self-diagnose um, just based on you know what you hear me sharing on this podcast. But um, it usually indicates that you have a balanced nervous system. So high vagal tone suggests a well-balanced autonomic nervous system. So both the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems are part of the autonomic nervous system. I don't know if I said that earlier. Um, it, high vagal tone, you can have efficient and responsive kind of parasympathetic um, Often they'll call it like the parasympathetic branch, but I like to call it the parasympathetic system or response. You tend to be more emotionally resilient. So individuals with high vagal tone, they tend to exhibit better emotion regulation and resilience to stress. And they also can more effectively recover from stressors and return to a calm state. I think of this, when I read this, I think less susceptible to burnout. And that isn't necessarily something that I saw that's me connecting the dots that it sounds like kind of the more that you can work on balancing your nervous system and have that high vagal tone. To me, that sounds like maybe you're going to be a little less susceptible to getting to that full like burnout state that I know so many of us are in or are getting to. Something that is also interesting, which I was doing research, I came across this, is that high vagal tone, you tend to have a better heart rate variability. And I recently started doing some research into heart rate variability. It's sometimes called like HRV. And what I'm about to say, this is not an ad, you guys, but I have an aura ring, which is one of those like um, bio tracking like rings. I really like it. I wish this was an ad um, because I tell everyone (laughs) that I love mine and I really do. Um, They're a little bit pricey, but I got mine like a year or so ago and I've been using it for a year and and I'm really happy with it. But I noticed kind of on like the dashboard, you use like a little app to see your stats. And I noticed that there was a heart rate variability like section, I guess, in the stats. I never really looked too much into it, but I noticed that it had really decreased like while I was pregnant and um, that first like month or so in postpartum. And so I started looking into it because I was like, what is this? And heart rate variability, it is, my understanding is that it's the variation between your heartbeat. So you would think that like if your heart was just perfectly rhythmic, right? Just like, you know, bump, 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 bump. Like there's no variability between the time in between your heartbeat. And that would indicate that you have like the healthiest heart, but it's actually not true. So if you have higher heart rate variability, that can be an indicator of your like adaptability to stress. And I noticed that my heart rate variability over the last like year or so while I've been, you know, pregnant and recovering from birth is that it was much lower than it was before. So I thought that that was interesting that there's a correlation between heart rate variability and high vagal tone. And so people who have high vagal tone tend to have higher heart rate variability. And I couldn't really find a good answer as to like, is there a way other than having some kind of like a metric tracker, like an aura ring or an an Apple watch or, you know, anything else that, you know, a heart rate monitor to figure out what your heart rate variability is. And I, I don't think there really is without having like an actual device that can kind of tell you, but I just thought that was really interesting. And then the last piece is that those with high vagal tone, they tend to have improved digestive function. So, you know, if you've ever heard about like the gut brain, right, we know that there's so much happening in our gut and that the parasympathetic nervous system 
can be influenced by your gut and it can be influenced by the vagus nerve and the vagus nerve helps to support optimal digestion. So therefore high vagal tone is linked to improve digestive processes. If there are two things that are for certain in my life right now, it is that one, I'm really trying to prioritize the food that I put in my body because I know what I feed myself. I end up feeding baby poppy. And two, I do not have a lot of time. And even if I have aspirations of having these great balanced meals, sometimes I just do not have enough time to follow through on that, which is why I'm so happy that I have discovered Factor. And Factor makes these delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They're fresh, they're never frozen, they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So they are perfect for me on those really busy mom days when both kids are going crazy, and they're perfect for my husband when he has long shifts at the hospital. He doesn't really get a meal break, so he can just pop one in the microwave, and it's ready in just two minutes. And I love that they are no fuss, no mess meals, and they're good. They're really good. Plus, you can customize your weekly meals with flexibility so you can get as much or as little as you need. We need different amounts on different weeks, and so this is perfect for us. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunches, snacks, beverage. So it really is just perfect for us. So head to factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to use code inminutes50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code inminutes50 at factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. If I could go back and do one thing differently when I was starting this podcast, I would have set up my online store right away because as this podcast began to grow and I had dreams of different products, the things that really held me back from starting that was like not knowing how to set up an online store, which is why I'm really excited to tell you about Shopify because Shopify makes this so easy and you do not have to be stuck in the how the heck do I have an online store stage like I was for years. And Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether you're just starting or maybe you're about to make your one millionth sale. And you can sell anything. It could be meditation it could be artisanal candles. Maybe you make dog bandanas. Whatever it is, Shopify has got you covered. Plus, it helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which is amazing. Had Shopify existed when I started this podcast, it would have made my life so much easier. I wouldn't have been stuck and like frozen and not knowing how to start up an online store, which took me years to do because I just... I didn't know about Shopify yet. But thankfully, you can learn from my mistake and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. So then on the flip side, low vagal tone. So signs of low vagal tone could be kind of an imbalanced nervous system. Um, so that could be like kind of a less responsive parasympathetic response, staying more in that fight or flight and never really being able to go into that rest and digest. My research suggested that, you know, that's low vagal tone is maybe a bit more common than like high vagal tone. And I think that's happening for a few different reasons. One, because, I mean, existing is very stressful. There's a lot going on. Um, you heard 
you know, all about this in my anatomy of anxiety episode, but you know, we're kind of designed to be overreactive to stressors, to have this overactive amygdala, to have, you know, really hyperactive fight or flight responses, and that we aren't doing enough work to focus on the rest and digest. And I think like the vagus nerve and vagal tone, like this is something that we're just starting to explore and that we're definitely interested in, but maybe just there isn't enough education around it as to not only what it is and what it does, but how simple it is to stimulate the vagus nerve. So I just think that that's kind of interesting. And it when I was doing my research, it kind of suggested that maybe if you're not sure if you have high vagal tone or low vagal tone, that maybe it might be more likely you're on the lower side just because kind of the general human experience right now is one that doesn't necessarily support that high vagal tone. So just, you know, food for thought. Um, but that imbalanced nervous system, so kind of chronically being in that fight or flight, um, difficulty recovering from stress. So individuals with low vagal tone, they may find it challenging to recover from stressors. They don't quite bounce back as quickly. Um, they may experience prolonged periods of kind of stressful states. Um, they may have that reduced heart rate variability and also digestive issues. Um, you know, if you're one of my girlies with um, tummy troubles, you know, it may not necessarily be the only thing, but, you know, we all know, I'm sure that experience of like when you're under a lot of stress and like it does impact your stomach. So that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And just really not having that like stress resilience component. And um, also it's not necessarily on my notes, but to me, this sounds a lot like burnout, right? And and so if you're feeling kind of that burn burnout, low energy, like just having a hard time rebounding, like dealing with stress, it all feels like a whole lot. That could all kind of be an indicator of that low vagal tone. So a few factors influencing vagal tone, uh, physical activity, breathing techniques, social connection, mindfulness practices, healthy sleep patterns. So if you're listening to all this and you're like, okay, I want to work on my vagal tone. I want to do this vagus nerve workout or whatever Kelly's about to tell me. What I just listed are kind of the big ones. So physical activity. So regular exercise, especially activities that promote like deep breathing, kind of that mind-body connections like yoga, um, tai chi, any kind of mindful movement. That is great for vagal tone. Breathing and breath work, deep diaphragmatic breathing, um, box breathing, relaxation breath, alternate nostril breathing, deep cleansing breaths, you know, inhale through the nose, exhale through the mouth, that plays a huge factor in vagal tone and also the parasympathetic nervous system. So one of the reasons why the first thing we do in almost every meditation that we do on here is either take a few deep cleansing breaths or focus on our breath or do a little bit of breath work, like a tiny bit of breath in the beginning of almost every meditation is because not only is it good for the vagus nerve, which can promote that instant sense of calm. But the breath is one of the ways that we can instantly kind of shift into that parasympathetic nervous system. So doing that tiny little, even if it's just for, you know, anywhere from 15 to like 60 seconds at the beginning of each episode, we do a little bit of breath just to kind of kick into that rest and digest and to stimulate that sense of calm because breathing techniques are so important for the vagus nerve. So that's why we always do it. Um, social connection 
This one I think is really cool, but positive social interactions and a strong sense of social support are associated with higher vagal tone. So I tried to look into why that is, like, you know, if you feel more disconnected socially, like, what does that have to do with your vagus nerve? And there are a couple of things, like, I didn't get a really direct answer, but there were a few things. One is since the vagus nerve runs through your throat and your neck, is that if you talk more, um, like singing, humming, talking, all of that helps to stimulate the vagus nerve. So if you are kind of a social person, you're talking more, if it's just like on the phone or chatting with people, all of that helps to stimulate your vagus nerve. And that also it feels good. Like there's that emotional component, almost that like mind body component of like, having social connection and having a strong sense of like social support. And I just thought it was really interesting that there's such a strong social component to the vagus nerve. Then mindfulness practices and meditation. So meditation, any kind of meditation, any kind of mindfulness practice is really great for your vagus nerve and can influence that vagal tone. And then healthy sleep. I mean, great sleep helps everything. So adequate and quality sleep is improved to not only better vagal tone, but an improved nervous system function in general. So if you're wanting to really focus on your nervous system, regulating it and giving the vagus nerve some extra love, you know, mind, body, activity, and movement, breath work, meditation, sleep, and then social connection are like some of the best ways to do that. And so now I want to talk about the actual exercises that you can do to stimulate the vagus nerve. Because one of the reasons that I love the vagus nerve so much and that I think it really is trending upwards is because it is so simple and so easy to stimulate the vagus nerve and you can feel better really fast. It's like this magical little trick that can just kind of flip on the switch to parasympathetic nervous system and nervous system regulation and it's just this quick easy like just I don't know almost like little hack to just being in a calmer state and so I love it and it's just it's so easy and it does not take a lot of time so increasing vagal tone um, involves kind of different engaging activities and practices that will stimulate the vagus nerve and then promote the functioning of the parasympathetic nervous system as a whole. So here are some of the top practices that have been shown to help enhance your vagal tone. So the first one is going to be deep diaphragmatic breathing. I will be incorporating deep diaphragmatic breathing into Sunday's meditation, the vagus nerve meditation, because doing slow, deep breaths that engage the diaphragm, this is one of the easiest and best ways to stimulate the vagus nerve. And think about it, like even if you didn't know that it's great for the vagus nerve, like don't you just feel better after you take some deep breaths? Like when you take those big, deep diaphragmatic breaths, you get into that sense of calm. It feels more soothing. It just like quiets everything down. It's fantastic for your nervous system. It's fantastic for the vagus nerve. So deep diaphragmatic breathing. And any kind of breath work or pranayama. So not just the deep diaphragmatic breathing, but this could be anything more specific, like box breathing, alternate nostril breathing. Um, it also could be if you're someone who does more of an activating breath, where you know you kind of like inhale and then little exhales like we've done 
a little bit of that on some of the episodes of Mindful Minute, but like Mindful Minutes, not me butchering my own podcast name. Um, but any kind of breath work, any breath work you're doing, any pranayama practice that you're doing, it is stimulating that vagus nerve. So that that's great. Any breath technique, fantastic for vagal tone. And then cold exposure. So I know this one's a little, you know, I know some of us, we are not into the cold. I'm not super into the cold. I mean, I live in Minnesota. It, I mean, it's January in Minnesota as I'm recording this. It's just, it's cold. And I say this almost as a joke, but like, it's kind of true. But I, like when I let Mila out in the morning and I am just like in my pajamas and I open the back door to like let her out, I stand there while she does, you know, her little bathroom business and comes back. I kind of stand outside and I'm like, okay, there was my cold exposure for the day. But truly, if you live in like a cold place, you don't have to, like common cold exposure, of course, is like a cold shower or a cold plunge. Um, even sometimes people just like put their face in like ice water. If that is not your jam, but you live in a cold place, like just step outside for a few minutes. Any kind of cold exposure, especially like to the neck and the throat and like the trunk of your body can be great for stimulating the vagus nerve. So you don't necessarily have to become this like cold plunge, like lover. Um, just a little bit of cold exposure can be a way to stimulate the vagus nerve. Um, singing, humming, chanting, all of that. So anything like truly like just singing in your car. Great. Maybe you're going to sing in your cold shower that you're taking. Great. Um, humming. We're going to do a, a little bit of humming in the meditation on Sunday. Not like necessarily like intense humming, but any kind of like hmm, like vi- like throat vibration. Great for the vagus nerve and improving vagal tone. Chanting. If you have a chanting practice, great for this as well. Then any kind of like gargling and also laughter, right? So a lot of this kind of like throat activity because the vagus nerve runs through the throat and it's really easily accessed through kind of the um, the sides of the neck. So laughter, which again makes me think of that like social piece, um, that social connection. Like what's better than like laughing with a friend? Like, don't you just love that friend? Can we just take a moment of gratitude for that friend where you just like – they just make you laugh like so hard. You can like almost like ugly laugh. You know, it's like that big laugh and you just like get the giggles with them. And once you get wound up, you can't stop. Like, Can we have a moment of gratitude for like that friend? I wish a friend like that for everyone because like it just feels so good, that kind of laughter. Um, gargling is another thing that can stimulate the vagus nerve. And then mindfulness and meditation. So any kind of regular mindfulness practice or meditation practice has been shown to improve vagal tone. Then on a more kind of physical aspect, um, mind-body exercises, right? Yoga, Tai Chi, all of that, great for the vagus nerve, right? Because it plays a key role in kind of mind-body connection. So any kind of mind-body, like mindful movement, um, you're really utilizing that mind-body connection. And then massage and acupressure. So gentle massage or light pressure around like particularly the neck and the throat, um, sometimes down like in the clavicle or um, around the ears or the forehead, this can help to stimulate the vagus nerve as well. In the nervous system regulation meditation that was released maybe a month 
ish ago or a little bit more than a month ago. Um, I did an exercise where you kind of put your hands behind your head and you keep your head forward, but then you look all the way to like the left side for maybe 30 seconds or until you yawn or sigh. And then after you've done that, then you look over to the right side and you do the same thing. Um, That's a trick too for the vagus nerve that kind of creates this like internal stimulation and massage through the eyes and like yawning, sighing, all of that um, is also stimulating for the vagus nerve. And if you're wondering kind of how long does it take to see improvement with this sort of stuff, it really does not take that long. There's, I mean, there's no like cut and dry, like, oh, if you do this this many times, a week for this many weeks, you'll improve your vagal tone by this percentage. It can kind of vary because, of course, it depends on, like, your consistency, your overall health, all of that. But the thing is, is that not only can you get that immediate relief, which is so nice, that you can get kind of that immediate sense of calm, but usually within a few weeks of kind of consistent nervous system work and vagus nerve work, people really start to feel better. And then you can have kind of these long lasting improvements with regular and sustained engagement of the vagus nerve and focusing on practices that engage the parasympathetic nervous system, like sometimes even like I said, even within like a few weeks, or maybe like a month. Um, So it's kind of that twofold approach. I think about that with meditation too, when we look at how meditation impacts the brain, is that you'll get kind of that instant calm from the meditation practice. But then we know within like eight weeks is that you'll actually see physiological changes to the brain if you stick with that regular um, meditation practice. So the vagus nerve is even a little bit quicker than that, but it's kind of that twofold where you're getting the short-term calm, but then you're getting the long-term benefit if you stick with it over time. So then of course we have to look specifically at meditation and the vagus nerve because this is mindful in minutes. Meditation is one of the loves of my life. Um, So I wanted to just kind of end a little bit on the beautiful connection between meditation and the vagus nerve. So meditation can influence the vagus nerve and contribute to changes in that autonomic nervous system, um, like specifically by you know, really promoting the parasympathetic nervous system. And since the vagus nerve is a major component of the parasympathetic nervous system, when we meditate, which kind of kicks off that parasympathetic nervous system or strengthens it, we are ultimately then also strengthening and working on that vagal tone. So meditation is so great because it's going to, a lot of the time, incorporate some kind of a breathing practice, whether it is an actual breath work or pranayama, or if it's just focusing on your breath. Or when we do meditate, you can feel things like, you know, slowing down, um, turning inward, just slowing down your breath, all of that. Like meditating naturally, your respiratory rate will get slower and we will hopefully get into some of that kind of deep, relaxed breathing which is fantastic um, for the vagus nerve. So meditation and your respiratory system kind of work hand in hand, which ultimately um, is great for the vagus nerve. And it's all styles of meditation, anything, any kind of meditation that you're doing, guided meditation, twim, breath meditation, uh, Vipassana meditation, anything. Meditation is great for the vagus nerve. So then going back to that heart rate, 
variability, which is, you know, my new kind of like little interest that I'm still looking into. But what I um, found and when I was researching this is that meditation has been associated with improvements in heart rate variability. And if you remember a higher heart rate variability is considered a marker of increased vagal tone and improved uh, nervous system function. So meditation is going to increase your heart rate variability and improve that, which then will also indicate stronger nervous system regulation and higher vagal tone, which was really cool. And then meditation has been shown to reduce your levels of stress hormones such as cortisol. So as the parasympathetic nervous system is activated, your stress responses are then kind of like deregulated and the vagus nerve plays a role in this. So if we can reduce those stress hormones like cortisol, um, that is where then we're going to get some strengthening in the parasympathetic nervous system. We're going to get more to that rest and digest, which we know then is essential to vagus nerve uh, stimulation, strength, and tone. And then enhanced emotion regulation. So we know that meditation practices are associated with improved emotion regulation. So as emotional regulation is connected, again, with that autonomic nervous system activity, the vagus nerve can kind of work together with meditation to help improve those positive emotional changes. So they really work hand in hand, meditation and the vagus nerve. So you can do any of those, you know, stimulation techniques, yoga, breathing, um, massage, acupressure, all of that. But a regular meditation practice is a great simple way to to work on your vagal tone. And they work so well together because so much of uh, meditation helps to also increase your vagal tone. So they really work well together, which I think is so cool. They're like, you know, little wellness, um, stress-reducing friends. And, and I think it's so cool because you only need a few minutes a day. Um, you only need a few minutes of that, even like two minutes of uh, vagus nerve stimulation can be so great to promote that sense of calm. And we know that even like eight minutes a day of meditation can give you the physical, mental, and emotional benefits. Um, so a few minutes a day can lead to not only that immediate impact on your nervous system and your health, but also the long-term strengthening of your nervous system, of your mind, and your kind of um, stress and emotional responses which is so cool. So that is kind of just high level uh, vagus nerve 101. What is the vagus nerve? What does it do? How can it benefit us? And what is it really its relationship to meditation? So thank you for listening about one of my favorite things. Um, I'll link to the Forbes piece in the show notes because there's awesome, really cool um, trends in there too. Some other people contributed some really interesting things to that piece. So I'll link to it in the show notes. And I hope that you enjoyed this fun little lesson as our first Reform episode of 2024. And check out Sunday's meditation. It'll be a little bit different because we're going to do a tiny bit of um, some vagus nerve stimulation exercises. Um, a little bit of breath work, and then some meditation all together in Sunday's practice. So if you like this, feel free to share. Um, if you are loving it, I'm so close to 2,000 reviews on Mindful in Minutes, which is like incredible. So if you haven't left, left a review, um, I don't know. I don't know. That'd just be like a really fun milestone 
to hit like 2,000 reviews. So if you want to leave a nice little comment and a five-star review, that'd be really special for me. And yeah, I hope you're doing well. And I hope 2024 is off to a great start. And now that we'll all be working on our vagal tone, maybe 2024 will be a more restful, calm, um, emotionally resilient year. I'm, I'm wishing that for all of us. So thanks for being here.